That's not fair. That's what kids say all the time. He did it. He did. That's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Let's talk about it. This episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland. Welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. If you experience with kids, you probably heard that many times. It's not fair. On this episode of Inverse, we are looking at the book of Romans, and we're already in chapter 5. In your studio with me, Justin Kim, is Jonathan, Siku, and Callie, and we're going to read a Bible verse uh, somewhere, uh, verse 6 and through, 6 through 11, but we we'll always have a word of prayer. We want to emphasize that. We're just not reading for the sake of reading. We really want to get into God's Word, but we need God's Spirit to help us understand it, not only for our minds intellectually, but also for our hearts. If you want to follow along, get your Bibles, but also go to inversebible.org. There you can download our Bible study guides. And the book of Romans is an awesome book as a beginner or as an advanced Christian to get into the science of salvation. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 11. And Siku, can you pray for us? Sure. Let's pray. Loving Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher now, um, that we would not just learn intellectually about the science of salvation, but that what we learn um, and come to understand would have a transformative power in our lives so that we can be more like Jesus and see you soon when you come in the kingdom. We pray, in these, pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 And um, Jonathan, we, we've covered a lot so far in chapters mm-hmm. 1 through 4. Yeah. Uh, let's do this together. Yeah, chapter 1, what do we talk about? Well, uh, we were talking about the gospel. The gospel. <laughs> chapter 2. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the contrast between righteousness and unrighteousness. Okay. We're all unrighteous. All unrighteous. And in chapter 3, we're all sinners. And all sinners. We're all sinners. All and in chapter 4, we read last week. We what? learned about Abraham and how he is an example of what it means to believe and how that affects our justification. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, a definitely case study, but also yes. an archetype, an example, yes. uh, if we want to partake in that faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, very, I very highly appreciated that, that that episode. So go out there, go to hopetv.org <laughs> slash inverse and go to last episode. It's very good on the on the dynamics of mm-hmm. faith. Um, let's go to Romans 5, verse 6 through 11. And um, Kelly, can you read that for us? I can. <laughs> For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Mm. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a wonderful passage. It is. Uh, when it comes to specifically of Paul's writings, I find that writing out the Bible verses helps. Mm. Uh, it's the, there, there are many studies that show that writing the verses out rather than just seeing it on a screen or using 
using your thumbs, uh, gets it into your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why we have the Bible study guides. We really want to encourage you to go there. And this is an opportunity if you have a journal, get a nice journal. Uh, nothing, not, not those cheap ones that you get from, from Walmart for $2 for, for two for five. Those uh, work too. What's that? Those would work well, those too. Those work too. Yeah. They, you have to open them. Sometimes they're glued shut. And so you want to open them. You want to write them in there. And there's, there's these wonderful things that pop out, specifically for Pauline's writings. He uses a lot of repetition. And we've seen that from chapter to chapter. Repetition. We see the three IMs in chapter uh, one. Uh, we see um, circumcision, circumcision, circumcision in the last chapter. Um, but in this uh, passage, what, what, is, what is a motif that, that you see, you may see there? Mm. <laughs> I see. Yeah, um, I was thinking death. You death? Know about death, death. Yeah, 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 death, for right? sure. You see death is repeated throughout there. Um, I'll, in verse 6, it's very cool. It says that uh, while we were without strength. Yes. Yeah, you see that phrase, while we were without strength. And then what's the phrase after that? Christ died. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you take out some other prepositional phrases there, but Christ died. <laughs> you go to verse 8, and it says, while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. You see yes, Christ died. And then you go to verse 10, it says, while or when... It's the same. Mm-hmm. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jesus dying is really the answer mm-hmm. to all these things. You see a progression there. While we were without strength, while we were weak, mm-hmm. then while we were on God, uh, while we were sinners, and while we were enemies, you see this intensification. Yes. Um, so let's, let's go into this first. What's, what's this passage talking about? What's, what are the main points there? I really love, uh, in the beginning, uh, the, the point that Paul is making, at least one of them, is showing us the heart of God. Mm. Uh, God is willing, you know, to take this risk. Uh, I mean, he says, while we were still without strength, mm-hmm. Christ died. Um, and then he says, he goes into this example, you know, you, you might die for a good person, mm-hmm. but... But God died for us while we were still sinners, where we had no desire to show, indicate in any way that we want Him, that we desire our salvation. God went way beyond and says, I'm making a down payment here, you mm-hmm. know, towards the, the the impossible, almost the impossibility of that anyone, you know, might have interest in me. Mm-hmm. And says, I'm willing to take that risk for the possibility of at least one person saying yes to me. Mm-hmm. And that is beautiful. God would, God would have been willing to do that even if no one said yes, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the heart of God. And this informs um, us in our relationship towards Him. You know, we can approach Him. If this is our God who is willing to do that while we're still sinners, we can run into His arms because mm. He's that good Father that Jesus talked about. So mm-hmm. that's just one thing that popped up to me here, really. The, the heart of God being willing to take that risk mm-hmm. even with no security that there will be any results of this mm-hmm. you know, while we're still sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, in this relationship, you have God and you have humanity. Mm-hmm. And then from the revelation of Scripture, it's saying that in God's heart, there is no barrier. Like mm-hmm. God is all out wanting to engage with humanity. Right. So then the, the limiting factor is not with God. Right. It's with humanity. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what is it about humanity that does not want a relationship with God? Mm. We've been talking about from previous episodes, the lack of faith. It could be sin itself. Love, love for sin. Love for sin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I, I just wanted to speak to, um, you know, that intensification that you mentioned. You know, the while we were, when we were without strength, mm. when we were sinners, and then, you know, when we're enemies. It goes from when we're incapable of doing anything to come to Him, mm-hmm. when we're actually doing things that would be abhorrent to Him, mm-hmm. but not just would be abhorrent to Him, when we were doing things against Him, we're mm-hmm. His enemies. Yeah. Um, and 
it, it really is powerful thinking about that intensification that God would pursue somebody like that. Like when we think about relationships, you know, and, and when Jonathan, when you're speaking, I just thought of, I had the picture of, you know, a guy pursuing, mm-hmm. you know, a love interest. You kind of, you think she's, she's beautiful, you know, she's desirable, but this is, he's pursuing something not just undesirable, lacking in internal qualities or undesirable, but he's pursuing one who is antagonistic towards himself. You know, um, that it's it's mind blowing that God is like that. Mm-hmm. I think to your question, I think one of the things that's lacking in the world is for people to see that picture of who God is. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people reject God, but they reject the picture that they have of God. Mm-hmm. They reject the God who, when they think God has wrath, you know, in Romans chapter one, they think, oh, he's angry and he's just, ah, you know, like they kind of, they're rejecting that picture of God. But I really believe that a lot of people, if they saw this picture of God, yes. the God who is pursuing you when you are being antagonistic towards him, like just that just melts your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and the world is lacking, yearning for that picture to be represented, which the onus really is on us who know, mm-hmm. who have a relationship with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Often we, uh, uh, humanity uh, imposes our humanity upon God's character, yes. right? So if I'm this angry, vindictive, petty right. person, Oh, for sure. God must be just as <laughs> right. uh, uh, petty and, and, yeah. and vindictive. And like, well, I don't want to worship him. So then it's this kind of weird spiral internal thing that we go into. Mm-hmm. But God, and that's why a revelation is needed. Something outside yep. of humanity show that God is not mm-hmm. that kind of God. Um, awesome meditation there. Awesome meditation. Um, my my son, uh, who is uh, currently six years old, we had, a, we had a theological discussion. And I love when we have theological discussions. We're talking about Adam and Eve. And then, you know, we, we, we moved on from Adam and Eve. We're talking about Cain and, and Abel. And he's kind of spaced out. And we we're just like, don't space out. Get being focused. And he started saying, like, you know, it's totally unfair. Mm-hmm. It's totally unfair. I'm like, what? what? Because we're in worship now? Or, like, what's what's going on? Like, what, what, what's unfair? He's like, because of Adam, like, we're all in this mess. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is an awesome theological, theological insight that he has. And, in, and he was just going off on, like, how unfair it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, children know very sensitively what fairness is. Um, this is what I love about chapter 5. And I wish he was of the age where he could understand condemnation and justification and some of these words that we found in, in, in Romans chapter 5. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 12. And we'll continue on there. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread from all men because all sinned. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin was imputed, was not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who had not sinned according to likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is the type of him who was the come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ abounds mm. many. So because through one person, we are in this mess. And then my son was theologically completely correct. Mm-hmm. But the other half of the equation is, just as unfair as that is, the other unfair component, which ironically makes that fair, mm-hmm. is that through Jesus Christ, we are made uh, we are made righteous. Mm-hmm. Um how how does this 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 compute? Um, how does this impact us in terms of everyday everyday uh, uh, spiritual living? Yeah. Uh, how many of you heard ever like? Well, it's just that's we're human. We're human. Of course, we're supposed to fail. Mm-hmm. This chapter goes against that kind mm-hmm. of ideology. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we process this? 
I think it's beautiful uh, because <clears throat> we are being told here that yes, we can, in a way we are God is acknowledging the reality that the domino effect that started with Adam mm. has affected all of us. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful to see that God acknowledges this. God is not saying, "Well, you should be perfect. You know, you you should be taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. and be better." Mm-hmm. God is saying, "You are." In a situation, yes, because of one man's transgression, but also because of your own transgressions. Mm-hmm. But there's a solution. The other Adam, which mm-hmm. is the new Adam, Jesus, right, comes in and he offers uh, a new domino effect, domino effect of righteousness that leads you to salvation and eternal life. And so uh, while God acknowledges our reality, he also says, hey, I'm going to offer you a new reality, a better reality, a healing and salvific reality that will eventually lead to eternal life, but even now in this life can have uh, an effect of righteousness, so to say, an effect of of grace that will penetrate your life and everyone that you come in contact with. So Mm -hmm. God is offering a a beautiful alternative that is available to everybody through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, As I say, you know, we often, most of the time when we say something is unfair, it's when something negative happens to us. Mm. But when something positive happens, Mm -hmm. we don't say, oh man, this is so unfair. Why do I get so much good stuff? Yeah. Why why am I breathing today? (laughs) 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 If you want it to be breathing. (laughs) But when we we think about something that things being unfair, we're not thinking God is unfairly blessing me most of the time. But like you're saying, like it goes both ways, really. Very true. You know, yes. um, the unfairness of God is fairness for humanity. We'll talk more of this, more about this after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. Sika was saying that how blessed she was because she gets to breathe every single day. And, uh, yeah, that's no, true. It's true. I thought you were going to say, like, hey, I got a million dollars. Like, that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm really lucky. And, and, and the opposite person would say, or the, the person opposed to them would say, hey, that, that, that's, it's unfair that that person gets a thousand dollars. Hey, she gets to breathe. Why, why don't I? Why don't I? But well, uh, like, the point I, still makes sense. Yeah. I, I guess what I was speaking to is that, um, when God, when God gives us benefits, mm-hmm. we typically don't count those benefits True. as totally. unfairness. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's negative. Yeah, it's kind of like the status quo. Like, this is what I deserve, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I remember reading one quote. It talks about, you know, when we were, when my husband and I were thinking about having children and praying about it, you know, and it's talking about, like, children, when you bring children into this world, and it's like, they, they didn't ask to be brought into this world, mm-hmm. you know? So you have a responsibility as a parent, you know, to take care of them and to mm-hmm. nurture them because they didn't ask for this, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember as a child thinking that being like I didn't ask for this did I ask to be born like so now why do I have to be obedient and <laughs> like, yeah. but it's like I didn't ask for for this right mm-hmm. um, and it's always in the negative quote negative things I guess as we perceive them but yes we didn't ask to be born into this world we didn't ask to have this legacy of sin 
nor did we ask for Jesus to have died for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why I say, while we were yet sinners, we, when we were without strength, this was not something that we proactively sought. This is something that God offered. So in as much as us existing was not something that we requested, the opportunity to have an abundant life, to have an experience that is beyond, you know, what we currently experience, that is not something we requested either. So really the playing field is level mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And, the the awesome thing I think is that we have an opportunity to make a choice mm-hmm. on how we live our lives in this world. Yes, I don't ask to be here, but now I actually have a choice about how I'm going to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly, and it also just reminds me of things we've talked about in the past about how we can have these um, the spiritual hierarchy in our mind, right? Like I'm better than or what or worse than or whatever, mm-hmm. and we can we can fall into the the mindset of entitlement of you know even using the breathing like <laughs> example of like I deserve to live. I deserve all these good things. I deserve good relationships. I deserve this job. And so you don't, no, you don't. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, we, we didn't merit any of those things. True. So it's it's also true. I don't think God wants us to be constantly groveling, like, thank you for this breath. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you for that breath. Like, I don't, God's telling you, okay, I get it. But it, it should lead us not to an obsessive groveling, but it should lead us to a life of humility. Mm. And humility is is not even self-abasement. It's self-forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. And so when we're worshiping and when we're serving others, it's about, it, it's that other people focus. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's a good thing to remember too, because I know personally, like when I, when I'm like, oh, I don't want to be entitled, like the, yeah, the opposite extreme is just like, oh, I hate this and I'm terrible, da, da, da. But, you know, God has given us value in sacrificing Christ for us. Mm-hmm. And so we need to remember that and appreciate that and live that life of humility, of thankfulness, and remembering this is where we came from, of mm-hmm. Romans 5. Like, while we were enemies, mm-hmm. God's like, yeah, I, w- I want that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just uh, uh, humility, but I think th- this reality should instill in us an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because um, like in, in this section, like from verse 12 to 21, like something that, that I see repeated often is that, that phrase, much more. Yes. Like much yes. more, much more, much more. Yeah. And what is it that is much more? Yes, grace. you know, sin abounded, right? So sin abounded, verse 20, mm-hmm. grace much d- abounded much more, mm-hmm. right? Um, in verse 17, whereby one man's offense, death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness Rain in life mm-hmm. through the one. Like so, what? Yes, the 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 ground is leveled in terms of you know it was unfair that we were born into this world of sin, but you know God levels it you know by giving us Jesus and giving us an opportunity for redemption. Mm-hmm. But what what the text is saying is actually what He gives us is much more, mm-hmm. right? So He doesn't just level the playing field. Mm-hmm. He like gives us He gives us a foot up, you know, yeah. like yeah. He gives us yeah. an advantage yeah. uh, in in what Jesus Christ has done yeah. for us. So Seek- Spot much. on, spot on. Uh, verses twelve through through fifteen, there through fourteen, there uh, is he's addressing that unfairness. Yeah, you know, one Adam caused all this bad problems, but Jesus brought on the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, we're we're one to one. It's the same one to one. But then from fourteen from fourteen fifteen onwards, uh, verse fifteen. The, but the free gift is not like the offense. Yes. Right. Verse sixteen, and the gift is not like. So now instead mm-hmm. of comparing the two, now we're contrasting the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These two are different because like you said one blows the other one out of the water one is 
is is a gift, and one just does much more. And I and I love that. the The difference between the two that that really impacts me is that the one is chosen, and the other one is imposed. Mm-hmm. 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 So it requires every single person to make that choice to accept the free gift. Yeah. Whereas the other one, it's whether you choose it or not, you got it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. un- unfortunate predicament all humanity is yes. already in. Um, go to verse 17. Um, is it verse 15? Yeah, verse 17. For if by one man's death, uh, one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Beautiful. Jesus Christ. And I just love that one. Just circle one, 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 yes. one. So that's another yeah. motif. One, 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 one. It's like Paul gets into this, you know, can't get out of it. Like one, 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 and keeps writing. Um, Jonathan. Yeah, it, it, what I love about this contrast that Paul is giving us here is, you know, when you think of Adam, he was, you know, the first created being, he was mm. the fir- well, the first created human. Mm. And he is, you know, genetically, physically the father of all humanity. Mm-hmm. He is the representative. The Bible even calls him the son of God. Not in the sense that Jesus was, but, you know, as a, he was created by God and God is our father, you know, and our creator. But now Jesus is saying, I'm going to step into this role of being the representative of humanity. I'm going to become human. When he, in his incarnation, Jesus lowered himself as God, living amongst us, um, providing all these wonderful blessings we just talked about, salvation and grace, but also taking upon himself the identity and responsibility of uh, of repre- representing humanity in the judgment. Mm. So this is this is mind blowing when you think about it. God, Jesus is not just coming down doing like a drive by salvation, like all right, here is salvation. He's in <laughs> drive by salvation. Right, he, he, awesome. he is coming and he's staying. Yes, he went he went to heaven. Um, mm. I don't mean physically staying here on earth, but he is committing himself. He is he had the human form, the human body when he went to heaven. He is, he has forever identified himself okay, with humanity, mm-hmm. and that teaches me so much about the character of God. I mean, what a wonderful, amazing God of love that would do something like that for me. Not just providing, you know, salvation, but so much more. <laughs> Jesus is forever going to be my brother, you know, yeah. uh, father and, and 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 savior and creator, but also my mm. brother. The Bible calls him my brother. So that is just, it just, I'm just amazed by that reality and overwhelmed because that makes me want to just love him so much more and worship him so much mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. Um, amazing yeah mm-hmm. and if, if if i could go back to what what you're saying about that one 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 um mm-hmm. you know he's talking about one man right adam and then he goes and he's talking about this one man jesus yeah um just just as a broad principle you know just the the impact that one being can have you know adam like that one decision that he made um to disobey and you know the ramifications for all of humanity you know throughout all time and you know i think sometimes we can we can feel rightfully inconsequential you know because we're like a speck of dust in this huge universe and yet the decisions and the choices that we make that just that one little decision that one little me makes can have an impact and for adam that one decision that he made had that had this negative impact mm-hmm. on history right yeah. yes. but though that one life lived by jesus 
and this is of course an unparalleled life because of who he is yeah. and the life that he lived but just that contrast that that one life lived by one individual has made has altered history mm-hmm. all over again right mm-hmm. um so in in my little life that the decisions that i make my choice to accept this free gift that one decision that i make as one person can have an impact like the ramifications and the implications for other people's lives mm-hmm. you know can mm-hmm. be huge so like this mm-hmm. the impact that one life can have yes. you know on history on on other people's lives yeah. and we we sometimes don't think oh, about secret, that. Oh, secret, 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 secret. <laughs> I I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that because I I I am very comfortable in blaming Adam. Right, right, right. And uh I continue to blame Adam. And uh, obviously I'm playing the advocate mm-hmm. here, but um but you're saying Jesus has bought that free choice back to me. Right. Mm. And I'm an Adam. I'm I'm an Adam, and you're an Adam, or you're an Eve. But you know, but we're in that, whatever, whatever. Anyway, you, I don't know how that works. So we could be doing the same thing that Adam did. It's like we're right. It's Careful. because of what Jesus has done for us. We're back at that tree, you know. Yeah. And with the choices that we make, I'm yes. back at that tree, and I could choose to obey God. And choosing to obey God could have positive implications mm-hmm. i mean physically for my children you yes. know but for for my peers the people that are living around me you know as as we saw like you've seen with the pandemic like what choices that we make in our personal yes. sphere yes. impact other people's lives you know so like with every decision that i'm making and jesus has yes. given me the freedom we, have, we also to have that luxury to positively. see the, the past and also the present and where adam has did not have that quote i know that's a luxury uh, <laughs> but uh, he had that he didn't right. have that we right. do mm-hmm. And uh, that that is a, that is the difference that we have between it. But it's the same scenario. Right, and right. in that sense, I want to go back to verse twenty, where the more of the law entered, and the offense might abound. Where grace abounded, grace abounded much more. And that's always yeah. like, grace abounding more. I mean, that yes. that is we have certain advantages right. on yeah. this side of the cross, in a sense. And yeah. I want to add to that what you're saying. And Sigur was saying when we align ourselves with this with the Son of God, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. our new Adam, and then the the power of His grace will flow through us as we live our lives you know, in alignment with Him and doing His will, and it will be more powerful than the darkness around us. Mm. Not that we have power, but Jesus through us, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, mm. wants to literally bring light and, and life into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, and that will be something that will be stronger than the darkness that is around us because God's power is through in, in all of it. So a life lived with our Emmanuel, with our Jesus, our second Adam, is a life of light and grace and it will abound and, and, and spring forth from someone who, who aligns himself with them. So that I just want to be part of that you know the more I think about it this is amazing I just want to be part of I don't want to be part of the the lineage of of darkness I want to be part of the lineage of of life and Mm -hmm. light that Jesus gives Mm -hmm. amen 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 I don't know about you but this is a very sobering (laughs) Bible study for for me especially what Sika was saying Uh, but this this drives me to the foot of the cross really rely on the grace of God and my natural inclination is look I want to choose this I want to choose this free gift Mm -hmm. if you haven't done already by yourself get on your knees and say Lord I want to choose your son and for 
for whatever I blame humanity for, whatever I blame Adam for, if you blame Eve, maybe that's your thing, whatever it is, <laughs> stop blame and say, I want grace to abound in my life personally, and I want to make that choice. That is my sincere prayer. Uh, Lord, forgive me for all the sins I've committed, and also for all of my panelists' <laughs> sins as well, and also for you. This is the predicament we are in. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's been a blessing of a Bible study for you. It has been for us. God bless you. We'll see you next week here on Inverse, continuing our study on the book of Romans. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.